Carrie's Couch today is, sure, um, I came across Tina B, um, under the name Tina B Alive, on Instagram, actually. Through Instagram, there's a link to a website. So I went into the link on the website. This is all be- before I even was speaking to Tina. And this is what the opening on the website says. All right. I'm Tina B. I was born with heart disease pulmonary hypertension and other problems. The outlook for my future wasn't a positive one. My parents were told that if I managed to live to be a teenager, it would be a miracle. I'm here now, well past my teens and living an incredible life. I am the longest living survivor in Africa to have had a heart and bilateral lung transplant. I've looked death in the eye and I have defeated it. Tina B, <laughs> welcome to Kerry's Couch. Hey, Kerry. <laughs> like Philip, man. <laughs> Tina, I need to just start from the beginning. So where were you born? When were you born? Okay, I was born in 1981 at Gray's Hospital in Peter Maritzburg. So... When your mom was pregnant with you, she was having a healthy baby, yeah. healthy pregnancy, all was good. Yeah. As far as she knew, she was having a healthy baby. So on your actual birthday, when you were born, yes. was then straight away, was there an issue or would, would you seemingly fine still? No, I, they didn't pick anything up other than an irregular heartbeat. Um, and it was only diagnosed at like six months old when I landed up getting a cold and I wasn't getting better. And my mum took me to the GP. My lips were a little bit blue and he listened to my heart and then he like turned me over and he listened on the back and then he listened on the front on the back and you like mom said it felt like ages that he was listening to my heart and he actually said to my mom there's there's something here that I'm not quite happy with I'd like you to go and see a specialist um and then I think they went and saw the specialist and then he was like no I think we need to find out definitively what's going on inside so mom and dad took a road trip down to Cape Town and I had like an exploratory little camera through the groin up and to see what was going on with my so heart. So did you have to go under anesthetic at that tiny age? Probably. Yeah, probably. Oh um, my gosh, your poor parents. Yeah, so I was diagnosed at the Red Cross Children's Hospital in Cape Town at yeah, about six months old. So uh, just pause for a second. At this point, were you your parents' only child or were there other siblings? No, only child. And are you still an only child? Still an only child. Okay, so now you... Are at the Red Cross Children's Hospital. Your parents, I presume, are besides themselves. What were you diagnosed with? So three holes in the heart, a missing tricuspid valve, which is the valve that separates oxygenated and deoxygenated blood. So essentially I wasn't getting enough oxygen because the red and the blue blood cells were mixing. An enlarged heart muscle, um, irregular heartbeat and faster beat than normal um, and then eventually it developed into the pulmonary hypertension because I had the narrowed arteries between the heart and the lungs as well. So a hole in the heart what what does that even mean? Look it, 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 it varies. A lot of babies are born with a hole in the heart but it closes up as as they grow because um, the heart hasn't finished developing or whatever the case is. Um, so it's not something to generally worry about. The problem with me is I had that hole where the, where the valve was supposed to be. Good grief. Um, and the lungs? Uh, yeah, so the lungs were fine, but because of the narrowed arteries between the heart and lungs, that built up the blood pressure in the lungs, which then yeah, causes pulmonary hypertension, essentially. So at this point, so you're still just, I presume, just over six months old when your parents are told what's going on. Yeah. At this point, what are the doctors telling your mom and dad? They said to my mom and dad that basically if she lives to be a teenager, you're in luck. Like, enjoy the time you have with her. No option of transplants or even with a transplant? They weren't doing transplants in this country then because of the um, 
the rejection issue. So they had a moratorium on all kinds of transplants in South Africa because, really? yeah, because the drug companies hadn't come up with the immunosuppressants. Um, so, yeah, so people were having transplants, and then sort of ten to ten days to two weeks later, they were dying. They were dying because their immune system had attacked this foreign body, which was their life-saving organ. Okay, so now your parents are told that you might make it to a teen. Yeah. Let's walk, let's walk through your, your childhood because considering I know that you are a transplant survivor, yeah. I know that you got the transplant. So kind of talk me through the, the childhood stages. When is it that you went for the transplant? And what memories as a child were you active? Were you able to play or were you kind of treated like cotton wool bubble girl, you know? Um, fortunately, mom and dad wanted me to live life to the full and didn't ever want me to, to be sort of wrapped in cotton wool and put away in a glass jar. Um, but I was always aware that if I couldn't, then I had to stop. Did they explain to you what was wrong? I always knew I had a heart condition. And yeah, I, I knew right from right from play school that I couldn't run as fast as everyone else. And I had to stop before everyone else. I knew that I was different. Um, and I think right from then, all I wanted to do was be normal. So now when, when do we get to the, the, the transplants? So I went onto the list only at 28 years old. But Wait, so you went onto the list 28, that's like 10 years ago. So the fact that you're the longest surviving heart and double lung transplant means that people don't often live very long with these, even now. I don't think there's even been 10 of this operation in the country. Oh my. Yeah, look, I stand to be corrected on those figures, but I think I don't think we've even had 10. I was transplant heart double lung transplant number six. Sure. Did you have it all done at once? Yeah, all Two one lungs operation. And a heart. Yeah, all one from the same donor. From the same donor? Yeah. Do you know who, the donor? Did you find out anything about him or her? I have started to find out some stuff, um, bits and pieces of info. Um, the hope and the goal is to perhaps meet my donor family and, and find out who, who my donor was. Because you presume it was a young person. She was 17. Yeah. She was 17 years old and they misdiagnosed a blood clot on the brain as earache. That's, yeah. That's tough to hear. Yeah. I've always wondered what it must be like to, to be someone whose life has been saved because someone else didn't make it. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm just incredibly lucky that at 17 years old, she said to her parents, I want to be a donor. That's true. To have that kind of wisdom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Honestly, I yeah. wouldn't have been thinking about anyone else. She's like an angel for you in, in absolutely. a way. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I definitely believe that God sent me her as, as an angel. Absolutely. Oh, so how long was the up? Uh, total, I think, of four hours. Jeez, these people quick. are incredible. Quick. So quick. it happened on Friday night? When did when the first time? I know you, see, you don't remember, but... My well, first memory is on like the Wednesday morning and opening my eyes and like looking that I'm in this fishbowl and there's... Yeah, no one's allowed in to see me. <laughs> Everyone's on the other side of the glass. Um, and I take this deep breath and I'm like, and the oxygen hits the bottom of my lungs for the first time in my life. I'm like, oh my word, that's awesome. I can breathe. Yeah, it was incredible. Absolute gift. If you're listening right now, if you haven't just taken a deep breath and just been grateful for the fact that you can breathe and you are not a human being. <laughs> yeah, it was 
special. Very, very special. And that's and that's why August is organ donor month. That is why that is why it is so important to get the word out there. Because you can save a normal yeah, human being. You can save a human life. You know, I've got that red organ donor sticker on my ID and my driver's license, and it's always just been there because it's like the right thing to do. But I've never been so happy, <laughs> so happy. Thank you for being an organ donor. Where where does one find out about organ donor? By the way, is there a website? You know, yeah. So it's uh, www.odf.org. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Absolute what a pleasure. story! Wow. And just to just to say as well, um. If people want to follow um, some of the transplant journeys across South Africa, on SABC2 um, is a program called A Thousand Lives. Oh, wow. Um, and at this stage, it's on a Saturday night at six o'clock. But I think they're going to change it to a Friday night in a couple of weeks' time. But yeah, that's my story will be on there in September.